You there? I got you. All right. Welcome to Mohani Loves Podcast. Uh-huh. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So today I have Adi, who I'm interviewing. And basically, we're going to do our Saturday. This is this is a message. Because today we have to focus on our youth in so many different ways. And we've forgotten about our youth with all the COVID and we have to get vaccines and we have to get our job and we no more unemployment and you're, you're bugging out. But guess what? Remember the song. I believe the children are the future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. We have to get ready. To, we got to prepare our leaders. And as our young black men are growing up, we have to keep them out of the prison center, the uh, the prison system. Um, so Adi, uh, I just want to know what's going on. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it then. Uh, it's uh, I uh, I come from a long road of being in the streets, man, and I don't recommend the streets for no one. Um, it's, it's dangerous, and you got to be somebody that you don't, that you're really not sometimes, and then as time goes on, you turn into a monster out there when you went from a, a, a good, wholesome person, and then you become a savage and 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 I just want to let the youth know that it's it's nothing out there stay focused do do what's right to make it it looks good on the outside when you're looking in the fancy cars and the money and the, but a whole lot comes with that well let me ask you a question Adi um what was the age when you would say that you that fascination of the street became your thing, like your habit, like when you wanted to get out there and be a part of this this world that world that you entered? Um, eleven, twelve. I used to sit on the mailbox and watch the dice games and watch the fly guys go by and try to mimic them. Um. I wanted to be them. I wanted to be them bad. And I uh I think you know young you you uh that's 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 a grown that's a grown-up's world first of all. Because when you you step into them them shoes they're not looking at you as a kid no more. You know the 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 other people that's you know influencing you you're 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 them now you're one of them so you can you 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 start making decisions grown-up decisions as a kid and you're not a grown-up go ahead when you um started that and you had your first experience we don't have to talk about the actual location because it's not about that that experience that you had in that place yeah what was the young, what age were you when you first went in that place? My, well, my my first experience, I was about 13 years old, man. Wow. Wow. I I I kept hanging around a dude that was maybe seven or eight years older than me. I really I I seen I really didn't know why he would change 
looking around, paranoid, and I'm like, what's wrong? Because the the drug my use was crackhead hit. So he was getting high and I didn't understand and I was 13, you know, and I was and uh I'm like, yo, what's up, man? And he and he took me in the building and said, here, try this. Not and, knowing and, because and what Go was ahead. it? What was it by the way, if you don't mind me asking? It was it was crack crack cocaine. He said, try this. And him not knowing and me not knowing that that was gonna be uh a change in my life and his mm-hmm. that was detrimental to mm-hmm. both of us. Wow. Because it was it it took me years to get that monster off my back. Wow. And that's that's when it started, 13 years old. And because you were very impressionable, kids usually are um mm-hmm. at that age. And what about where is this gentleman today? Like, do you see him? Is it somebody like did you have a chance to make peace with that within yourself or was able to look at him as an adult and say, you know, look at what you did to me, basically? No, um, you know, it's it's crazy because I thought I haven't seen him in a long time. And as these years was rolling by and I'm in my, my late forties, I I can't I said, man, um, you know, that dude's that dude's changed changed the course I was going at a young age. And just so happens, um a couple years ago I learned how to get on Facebook and um his brother kept RIPing the guy that introduced me to the drug. Mm-hmm. So I, I I reached out to a couple of people and was like, yo, what happened to, you know, Spider? And they said, yeah, man, he uh he was he was in this crib and uh somebody in the crib must have did something to somebody. So when he went to the door and looked through the peephole, they blew his head off. Wow. Because I that's said, like oh, karma. Be- karma. Because if you really think about it, do you think you were the only kid that, that that introduction went to? You know what I mean? No, no, I know I wasn't. I know I know who was there. I just I'm gonna keep it on me. But I, I know who that. Yeah, I know who was in the building in the in the staircase with us. Wow. And you know, you know how have how have this lifestyle that you, I'm gonna say you have adopted that you're trying to make changes with now affected your children and your family? How ha- you know you being not this life being able to be there all the time with them. This is the, the street lifestyle alters families. My kids, um, you know, you, when you got the girls, my, my, my oldest son, we bump heads because his beef is you weren't there when I needed you. Yeah, you were there for clothes and toys and but when I needed you as my father to ask you questions and to ask you things, you weren't there. You were in prison or in the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, my, uh, I, have, I have a 29, 28, 16, and a 14-year-old. My 14-year-old, my, my, well, yeah, my 14-year-old, we don't really 
talk because I missed 10 years of her life being incarcerated in the federal system. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard on me because that's my child. And mm-hmm. I'm not used to my child having a distance. My other three kids, we we go through, like my daughter, she don't care what I did. That's my daddy. Mm-hmm. And my my 16-year-old is kind of like that too. My oldest, like I said, my oldest and my youngest, my oldest is, is more from a distance. Now, when we're together, he's around me. He's my little man. Even yeah. though he's 29, he's my little guy. He, That's my baby. Mm-hmm. Now, my youngest, she deals with me from a distance. And that's, like I said, that's hard on me. Like, she'll, if she, if I want to ask her something, she'll tell my 16-year-old her answer, and then he'll tell me. She doesn't really talk to me much. Wow. And that's that's really hard because she's like, I don't really know him. Mm. You know, and, and I understand, and it's not her fault at all. It's the decisions that I made that has us in this place. How do you think you will be able to reach her eventually? Like, what are the, the thoughts and the, and, the, and the tactics you're going to use to try to connect with her? Um, I take it easy. I take it easy and I take it slow with her. Mm-hmm. I know she's her mother's child. Very, <laughs> very, very um, sensitive. Mm-hmm. So I take baby steps with her. Now, we, we sometimes I force myself on her and she'll talk. Mm-hmm. I'll go downstairs to her room and I'll just start talking to her and she'll talk. She'll talk to me. But she doesn't come. Hey, Dad, I was wondering. She doesn't do that. She keeps her distance from you. She keeps her distance because she doesn't know me because of the choices I made to be in the streets and not raise her. You, you know see? what? I, I want to ask you about um, while you were in these different locations, um, how many losses, how many... Did you did you experience any type of loss? Well, like losing um, a loved one? I lost I lost my wife in 17. Um she passed away at home. And then 2021, I lost my oldest brother. Um it, that was hard. Me and my wife wasn't together. She was we were separated and it was, that was hard, but my brother, I haven't seen him in a while in some years because of the choices I made. People, choices, choices that you make could be detrimental to things. Teenagers, my, young Teenagers, people. young mm-hmm. people, you <laughs> think about the choice, you have a chance to think about it. That's Wait, one adults, thing that you have. Adults too, when you really think Adu- about adults it. Adults too. You <laughs> have a chance to say, okay, should I do this? So I went on the other side of the country and my brother's getting older, but in my mind, he was Superman to me growing up. So okay. he's going to be there. That's what my mind is saying. And the whole time, he's getting sick, but I'm not seeing it because I'm the choice I made to move all 2,000 miles away from him. 
Mm-hmm. And we never really, we kind of reconciled because we weren't talking for a minute and we reconciled, but not the way that we supposed to have reconciled. We hug and kiss, my, we kiss. Our family kisses each other. Hey, ma, mm-hmm. we kiss each other. We love each other. And that was the part that was missing to feel it, feel that warm in your chest because you just reconciled with your family member and y'all hugged and kissed it out. So that part we never got to do. And it really, him passing, even though I haven't seen him in a while, y'all, it's family. And it fucked me up, people. My brother passing away, I said I could never reconcile the way that we supposed to. I can't do that now. And it, it it hurt me to not see him in his last days or, you know, even months or even seeing him before he got real sick. It hurt me to not be there. And like, again, I say choices. In my choices. book, I have a book. I write about that. Your choices, chances, change. Yeah, yes. Wow. Well, it just yeah. it's, it's life experiences. Um, you know, like they say, when you're on this earth, you're supposed to ride this mother effort till the wheels fall off. That's what right. they say. You know. Right. Um. One thing about our youth, I mean, when I do turn the news on, and this is what's going on here in New York. I don't know about your location, but. I mean, they're smacking old ladies in the face and snatching their bags. And run. I mean, it's like you you have your mouth open looking at the news like they really doing that. And this yeah. is so, they have heart. These kids are so different. Like before, even I know even if a kid went to do something right, they would look and say, I wonder if Miss Mary looking out the window, she'll catch me and tell my That's mother. right. That's right. I'm a, I'm these kids ain't got no cut to them these days they sure don't and that's the part so how do you think you know how they say it takes a village but with these kids it takes the world we need more than a village what kind of change you think as adults that we all especially the men especially black men like we need them to stand up because um you when you you told me that recently you started speaking to youth right in locations yeah yeah, I, um, through this church thing, they, they, they want me to talk to the youth because I, I told my story in a, in a group and they said, you know, we would love for you to tell that story and, and more, you know, to the youth. Um, I just think that you have to pay attention to your child. Mm. You have to pay attention to your child because... Is so the rap and the, and, the, and the coolness and the gangsters, they even that's even more influencing than when I was younger. Yeah. You know, everybody is influenced by something. Be influenced by your dad because, but you can't pay attention to your child and not be doing the right thing. Right. You ha- you have to be living by example for your child to pay attention to you also. And that's the part. That's that part right there, as they say. It's that part. Um, it's yeah. who your examples are. Like when you were younger, maybe if 
you know, your, you, your brother or would have really held you tight under his wing. Right. To say, listen, because, and you know what? Like I said, it takes a village. I'm sure everybody had to live their own lives. Now, I can't say my brother didn't try. Because uh-huh. my brother, my brother tried. He tried to help mom mm-hmm. with me. He even took me out of the projects and put me in suburbia somewhere. Mm-hmm. But he, it, it, it was just, he had his own kids to raise. Mm-hmm. So all his focus couldn't be on me. But he, I, I, I damn sure can't say he didn't try. He tried. Yeah. He tried. He tried to, he tried to switch me up. And put me in a in, in a better location to do better, but he was he couldn't be there twenty four seven to pay attention to me. Like I said, he had his own kids that was teenagers when I was a teenager, and he got to pay attention to his too. But so I don't knock thing. I don't I don't knock him for nothing because he tried. Some brothers don't give a fuck. But now I have this question though. What do you think? Because whatever was in you, whatever's in you when you were younger to make you do it again and do it again and do this again and do this again. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Even it, what is the, th- what's, what's, it's something that has to be inside. You you know what I'm saying? Because when, yeah. when I talked to you previous, we talked about your family. You came from a family with love. Yes. You didn't come from, you wasn't a kid who was out on the street. Right. So what was it? Well, it's just, you know, sometimes I try to figure out, just like the, the youth, I sort of slap the old lady to take her back. What right. is it? Is it because you go, well, I'm young. I did this. I don't care if I go in that place. They're just going to keep me there for this time so I could do this. It's, I, it's, your, it's I, most, some, some of the time you can't, it's, I say, it's your environment, the people that you that you associate yourself with. Mm. You know, a duck is gonna be a duck in with ducks. Yeah. You know quack, what I'm saying? Quack, quack. Yeah. You put a duck, <laughs> you put a duck with some cats, and he's gonna be like, What the fuck they doing meowing? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, he, he's gonna do some other shit. Yeah. So I I the the people I grew up around was not disrespecting nobody, but was negative right. and then that that rubs off. Wow. Because like you said, I didn't come from a negative household. It, it was, was love in my household. We did holidays together, whole family packed. We ate together, we did Christmas together, we did everything. Easter, family, yeah. we was together. So when I left and went outside, the negativity like I said, my brother tried, but the negativity was a little stronger. Mm. And it was like Star Wars, Dark Vader. It just pulled me to the dark <laughs> side. That's and awesome. I stayed there for a long, 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 long time. Mm. And my last prison stint where I lost my daughter because I was out her life so long, that, that one, this one, made me look at things more. It was just a lot of grown-up thinking. Yes. A lot of thinking as a as a grown-up, finally. You get all the kid. hopefully, you know, dudes in my situation or, you know, go through what I've been through 
can grow up eventually. Well, here's the thing. It's, it reminds me of one of my books I've written called Grow Through What You Go Through. But right. I have the question I want to ask you is, do you feel as though the fact that you entered that place at such a young age that mentally you developed into a man later? Like, yes. did it stunt your mental growth? Yes. You do. Okay. I had kids younger. I was in my early 20s, but I was still a kid mentally. I still wanted to run around in the street. That's kid shit. Like run around and 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 rob and sell drugs and do drugs. That's kid shit. That's not grown up shit. Yeah. So I think, you know, once you let your mind develop, sit down somewhere and 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 think about the choices that you're making, because we don't think about the choice. We don't use the other side of our brain and say, okay. Now, if I run into this bank and they catch me, I'm never getting out of prison. We thinking it's money in there and they're mm. giving it to me. And that's the and, other side. And the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. One way thinking. One way thinking when you're out here in the streets. Get the money so I can do whatever. It ain't about what you're going to do with it. It's about mm. get the money and then go do whatever you're going to do. Get high, get clothes, get a car, get high. But you're not thinking about the consequences. Mm, and childish. Then when, mm. Childish thinking. And you know what it has a lot to do with, too? If these kids have no direction and they don't know that, yes, you get that job. And I, that's another thing I would like to ask you. Has it been hard for you afterwards? Like, the times that you've experienced the, lo the place, uh -huh. out, right? And then you're like, okay, I want a good job. That right, right. there is a stigma, right? Yeah, they, they they put that stigma on you. Nowadays, I will say that it's better. Mm -hmm. But earlier in, in, in my time of doing prison, you couldn't, you better get to McDonald's because nobody mm. was hiring you for no good job once you marked that spot felony. <laughs> Wait, McDonald's now pay $15 an hour. Now, now oh, McDonald's no. pay $15. <laughs> McDonald's used to pay $3 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, do they pay in, do they pay people that got out of the place cheap less money or is it minimum oh you're saying back then it's, it was minimum wage. yeah back then yeah you couldn't get wow. no good job coming out of prison nah they now you can now you can get a job 14 15 dollars an hour and yes. and survive yeah which is which is way better but at one point you know in life you just was like man there's nothing else to do but be in the street Cause mm. I, I got two kids looking at me, and I'm I'm I made a hundred and thirty dollars this week, and I worked forty hours. Wow. I'ma raise them on that. Yeah, your mind frame is it, so crazy that when you in the streets, your mind frame that's the next best thing when the pressure's on. When mm. you're not when you're not growing up, when mm. you keep that 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 juvenile mentality. Okay, nobody's hiring, but I know what to do. So mm -hmm. now you now you on parole, you got some work, and then it's a little dangerous where you ask, so now you got a gun. You're not even thinking of when they roll up, it's over for you. You just mm -hmm. thinking one way. And that's the that's what we gotta get out of our heads well, being out here in this. the streets. Go ahead. Do you think that 
there should be like a psychological evaluation for every inmate that get out. Like, as soon yes. as you're released, you have to see a psychiatrist. Like, that's mandatory. Not- your probation officer to have some type of psychological. Even uh, if it's a one time thing, even uh-huh. if it's one time to let us see where your head is at, because time prison, my first week I seen a dude die over some tennis shoes. Wow. Stabbed to death right in the middle of the day room. Stabbed 60 times in his chest over wow. some funky ass $30 shoes. So, yeah, I think everybody, you don't, you don't never know what the next man has seen in his journeys in prison mm-hmm. and what it did to his psych. Mental state. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. so I think if you, you, you get out, you need to go see somebody to make sure that your head is on right. Yes, I do right. think so. Yes, think, that, and you know, it's kind of like the population's just left. It's like, okay, you did something wrong. We're putting you in here. We don't yep. give a F about what you experience or what you see. We're going to let right. you back out. But guess what? A lot of times I wonder if the system thinks th- this is another way the system can think. Well, right. is this person a repeat offender because them they didn't get any psychological help right. when they were released? Right. That is a, is something, see, that's what I'm saying. It's about you did something wrong, because guess what? For every inmate, they make money. You know what I'm saying? There's numbers on you. <laughs> it's not like you in there and, and, and the state is not making no money. Yeah, they're so, getting paper. That's right. So, you know, it's a business. It's a business. Um, yeah. So, I, I, listen, I anybody in any situation, listen, we all make mistakes. We all right. do things over and over again. Until we finally learn the lesson. That's how it goes, right? Yeah. It's over. We learn that. Oh, nope. Can't do it anymore. You know, but listen. Thank you so much, Adi. Very informative. And before we go, I just want you to give. What is that that last strong message that you would like to embed in, in the listener's head who's listening? Um... Listen, get, 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 uh, tune into this podcast and get this information that's being given to you guys. Um, it's really important information, and if you pay attention to it, it will help you stay on the right path because, like I said, it's, 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 it's kill or be killed in these streets, and I don't, I don't recommend these streets for nobody. Hmm. Well, thank you, Adi. It was a pleasure interviewing with you. Okay. And you have a good day. You have a good day. Okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah.